Welcome to Married at the Movies, the podcast where a married couple discuss their often very different views on film. I'm Sean. And I'm Monica. And this week we've got a little bit of a revisit to our previous episode in which we discussed the Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. We could call this one the Best Actor Special, I think. Ooh, okay. Because we will be discussing Living, uh, for which Bill Nighy was nominated mm-hmm. for Best Actor, and After Sun, for which Paul Mescal also was nominated. Uh, Monica, which yes. one you want to tackle first? Oh, well, it depends on what the viewers want first. And it's an audio podcast, <laughs> yes. so we know they're not so viewers. So do they want uh, the movie, which we, we, have, we just got back from seeing Living, so we haven't talked about it. But I, I have a feeling we have similar views on the movie. Most likely. And whether, like, how strongly we liked or disliked it. Mm-hmm. After Sun, however, we have very strong views on. So, different views on. Yeah. I, so, I think we should start with Living. Okay. Just, you know, because like, I don't think there's going to be too much. Maybe, sure. Maybe, unless, unless you absolutely despised or loved and thought this was the best movie of the year. <laughs> um then we'll have a lot to say. Okay. But I think we should, you know, keep the viewers and or the listeners in, uh, <laughs> the madams. in, you know, anticipation for the true. For the fight. Yes. Okay. The, <laughs> I just want to shut my microphone off and flip a table because I'm so angry at you for not understanding. Wow. No, no just kidding. No, Interesting. No, no, no. I don't not think that. we'll get to that no, no, point. No, no, but... no, 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 okay. That, so let's, bad. let's discuss living. Living uh, obviously came out in 2022 because <laughs> uh, it's nominated for an Oscar, yes. right? Uh, as I mentioned before, it stars Bill Nye. Uh, the director is Oliver Hermanus, um, or Hermanus, I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. Um, sorry, my apologies to Oliver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about a man in the 1950s in London, uh, and he's kind of a uh, stick-in-the-mud civil servant kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And it's no spoiler to say that I think... You know, I don't think it's a spoiler anyway to say kind of the main conceit of the mm-hmm. film is that he finds out he does not have yeah. a lot of time it's left in the syn- like on it's the earth. In most synopsises of the movie. Right. Like exactly. a, a guy finds out he has little time left and wants right. to live one more day sort of thing. So exactly. So it's um, it's about him living with mm-hmm. that, you know, knowledge. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's kind of fairly well-trod ground uh, mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, what do you do with a death sentence to put it you know callously Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but you know like this kind of uh, what does it mean to live your life Mm -hmm. in you know and this film explores that so leaving an impact leaving a legacy right right Mm -hmm. so monica how well do you Mm -hmm. think it it did that and Mm -hmm. were you affected by it how how did it play Mm -hmm. out for you yeah um in the end i think it was a very feel good movie you know despite um you know this person dealing with like oh they're going to die but he's also he's older character so it's i mean of course it's like sad when everybody discovers they're gonna die but (laughs) wow you know yeah um, no it's not sad when old people die he makes a really cool metaphor in the movie about um children being called in from play and like being ready like reluctant to leave Yes. The play. Rage, but... rage against the dying of the light almost. Yeah, yes. exactly. So like, it's sort of like he's, okay, it's, it's time for him to go. And yes, he wants to be reluctant, but he's also like accepting of it. And I guess time to go. So he's, you know, an older man who's lived out his life. So it's not this um, 
completely sad like right oh it's my not gosh, a his tragedy taken too long it's just right this is life and when you get older you're gonna die and that's right. how it is mm-hmm. um so it still managed to be um a very feel-good movie just very sweet um when you said if how it like left me feeling though i didn't i mean most madams know i'm, I'm a crier when it comes to movies <laughs> this is true uh, yes um i didn't find myself tearing up at this movie no really no i don't honestly think it asked you to but not sad but you know i cry i cry happy like i cry more like happy touching yes. sweet things right you right. know like some moment that's like oh my god that was he did that for the thing or they named the park after him or something you know like would have gotten he did me do up. that for the thing you know yeah. was, um <laughs> but i think because what you said that this is a storyline that's been done many times so it was while it was very sweet mm-hmm. it um was not it was extremely predictable yeah you know like here's well i mean i don't want to give too much away but like here's this thing that he's going to ignore for now but once he discovers that he's dying he's going to have a change of heart and go back like it, it's every movie about a person that has lived the corporate life and you know discovered that they didn't right you know do this or do that mm-hmm. so it was while it was very sweet you know it was like oh it's not anything that i haven't seen before sure yeah um and then i kind of maybe just as i get older i get a little (laughs) i get a little disgruntled with the movies that are like oh don't care too much about work it's all about family and living your life and this and this this." but Mm -hmm. but like you have to have a job and you have to do like these things where it's like live each day is it where you're last live live each day like you might be dying the next day that's stupid because nobody would go to work everybody would just want to go do something fun i don't think this movie says that though i don't (laughs) i I mean it was like oh i've just been a zombie doing my job and and yeah this one not so much as other movies have but that to me wasn't even about uh, he was like lost in his work or anything it just to me was like he didn't do or feel anything mm-hmm. yeah well th- this one was about i think it's about um like accepting your responsibility in your work but doing something positive with it yeah that it was more about like he's not he wasn't this like dad that was never home for his kid because he was working all the time or mm-hmm. like that sort of thing but right just going through the motions of his job well that than, we know of i mean well true we don't explored. we see him only as a senior mm-hmm. um but yeah. it's about more about like being passionate about something and that i'm just saying in general i, I sometimes have an issue with movies like that that are like oh you shouldn't live like a boring life like well i mean a lot of life is boring but like sure important to do um but no i just i did think that this was just a story that has been told a lot of the characters think were you know um i don't think cliche is the right word but like marker characters that are always in these kinds of movies mm-hmm. um so while i i at the end i it left me feeling very happy it was very feel good very sweet um i didn't leave being like that was something that hasn't been done before or like remarkable yeah in any sort of way yeah i i i thought at the very beginning of the film that the character that was kind of like the the one who had a little bit of life to him peter Mm -hmm. um mr wakeling Mm -hmm. 
Um, I thought that was actually going to be Bill Nighy's character, like when he was younger. Me too. And I was like, oh, so it's a story about how he like got old, got disgruntled, like, disgruntled and, yeah, and then exactly. finds out, and then like goes back to this life. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, interesting. It's not Bill Nighy because yeah. there's Bill Nighy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. For a very long time in this film, and what what even was the runtime? It I was under two hours. It was like one fifty. Yeah. Um. It was 142. Oh, yeah. Um, but for a very long time in this film, I was not uh, engaged no. with it. Mm-hmm. Like, hardly at all. There was one, there's a writer character, or maybe a director, I'm not sure. It was kind of unclear. Oh, yeah, with the guy he just, that, random guy he meets in yeah, a cafe. Yeah, that he meets in a cafe and, like, shows him how living, you know, air quotes, um is and like how to air quote live mm-hmm. um in like a debaucherous like self-destructive yeah. kind of way mm-hmm. and like he was kind of interesting and i was like this is weird though because you're watching like this granddad just get like drunk basically yeah. and it was like i don't i don't I, how are they gonna sustain this and like i was not at all really feeling anything for anybody mm-hmm. within the film i well, thought then, and then that guy just like went away yeah too so it was like, yeah huh? um so i i don't know when it kind of turned for me and started to actually become something that i was um into uh i think it was around the point where i we're just going to be open with the discussion of this because it's not like there's any like twists or spoilers or anything to do and as i mentioned i think it's all extremely predictable so it's not like anything yeah so i think it was around the point at which he returns to work Mm -hmm. that i kind of found anything really redeeming in Mm -hmm. the film besides bill nye's performance and we will We'll discuss it's that at length later. Mm-hmm. But I think until then, it was just kind of dour and very too... It's I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it was like too British. Like too <laughs> post-World War II British. Well, where, stiff up a lip. So uh, oh, thank you. I was like, finding myself... Oh, sorry. I no, I mean, it's it just like way too polite and quiet and just no passion in... It at all mm-hmm. and i think i guess that's kind of the point like but at the same time like that's a lot to ask for like i'm gonna guess it was like the opening hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. that are just that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like i don't know what were you gonna say i was about? gonna say is that really how people talked was this, <laughs> i don't know or was this supposed to be an exaggeration like you were i mean saying it could have like, been i mean just the formality of everything yeah. oh Mr. Yeah. oh oh i'm going to stand up now and like it was like right. so weird yes but like yeah so if that was supposed to be on purpose i guess but it made yeah. me it kind of made me uncomfortable and i think <laughs> i think it's part of the disconnect too that i didn't feel very strongly about a lot of the characters because everything was so formal right exactly like, and me, there's the that touching, wall the most touching moment came in the last two minutes uh, for sure. Like that, yeah. like that got me, I, that part did get me a little, a little mm-hmm. teary eyed. Um, but because it, because that last scene is really the only scene where there's not like, I mean, they say like Mr. and officer and things like yes. that, but it's just very much more two men just having right. a one, yes. you know, having sort of a little crisis and mm-hmm. discussing it and that's it. Right. Exactly. And so that one felt like real, everything else felt fake. Yes. And maybe that yeah. was the point. <laughs> That when you, I mean, it like, could be this uptight working world right. that you can't 
that you don't make connections mm-hmm. with people or something. Yeah, when everything is still like stodgy and very buttoned up and mm-hmm. everything. Which I think thinking about it now, it's kind of interesting that this was a four three aspect ratio and it wasn't oh, yeah, widescreen. Like, yeah. So it is like a little more square mm-hmm. and a little more like you know, like forced inward into this like box, literally, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of an interesting thing if that's what they were going for, um, which I hope it would be because I don't really see a reason for it to be in 4.3 otherwise, yeah. except for the, I thought it was just the, old-timey the very weird old timey open yeah. where it was like it's treated and it's like grainy and it looks like film from like the 60s 70s yeah. and i thought that was like very jarring mm-hmm. to me i don't know why they chose to do that yeah. really because it wasn't i mean i guess it was of that time but like then you just have like high definition footage mm-hmm. like shot on digital yeah <laughs> like well, so what are you going for there well my thing too is did this have to be in that time period like um, besides the park being built, yeah, like after World War Two, or was right, World, yeah, so it would be World it was World War Two, yeah. yeah, like this could have easily been a twenty twenty setting. I mean, maybe they didn't want the technology aspect in it. Yeah, because then there's a whole other layer of yeah, like I guess so. removing yourself from life. Yeah. But and I guess the like um, the he you know is like courting around a co-worker like, like not courting not he's courting, like taking but, yeah. a co-worker out to lunch and she's young mm-hmm. and then everybody's like yeah oh my god you can't be seen around with an unmarried woman and right like, yeah. and i guess the spe- specificity of the project itself yeah you know uh, repairing a mm-hmm. bombed out area into yeah. uh you know a children's playground mm-hmm. kind of helps with the theme i guess because it's literally like play you know children at play and yeah, like sure. that like you said that metaphor of like mm-hmm. coming in from the from the outside but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i think it i don't think honestly that it would work as well in a modern time yeah it just it there were parts of it like it's with with the stuffiness and the way that it looked it, it kind yeah. of i think jarring is the mm-hmm. word that you used i think it was, right was sort of like oh, yeah but then again okay. it is more oscar bait if you, you know, set it in a period. Yeah. Ooh, if only they put it in black and white. <laughs> then it would have been nominated for Best Picture. Or if it was about Hollywood or about the war itself. Oh, true. Right. That would have uh, that would have done it. Yeah. So, <laughs> seamless segue alert. Let's talk about the Oscar of it all. Mm-hmm. And let's discuss Bill Nye's performance. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was excellent. Um, I didn't think there was en- enough to his character, though, to make it this, like outstanding yeah. performance he's yeah i mean he's literally like mr zombie they say at one point like he's mm-hmm. he doesn't express much emotion he doesn't right. do much so i guess is that good acting to make a character that's still interesting when they have no affect yeah but to me it wasn't i wasn't blown away Neither by the performance I. to be like i mean not that he was bad no no he's far from bad he's bill nye writing it's more (laughs) about the character and the way it was written right it's like it's like it wasn't challenging enough like get let's give this to bill nye and he's like oh this is easy right (laughs) like you know he didn't have to do much crying he didn't have to do much you know he's like doing self-reflection but it's all very inward and he's not really showing it outwardly to anyone yeah it's just like very matter of fact like okay i'm dying and 
now I'm going to go do these things and I'm not telling many people about it and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then he, he didn't even have like a dying scene. Like, no, thankfully like, I, I'm glad that they yeah. spared the, like, the watcher know, from that. Like there would be no reason for it mm-hmm. other than, you know, the acting of it all. Yeah. So it's not necessarily anything against um his performance. It mm-hmm. was just sort of like a meh character. Like, <laughs> I don't think he had like the opportunity even to. Yes. Right. So to me, it does not change my opinion on who. Right. Should or will win. Yeah. Um. Same for me. And honestly, like, I, I, I don't understand that nomination. Like, he's he's fine, but it's mm-hmm. not like you said. It's not a tour de force. It's not. Um. There's not not much meat on the bone no, for the, me i mean my snub was the kid from the fablemans and i think he did way more than he than yeah did. yeah i think honestly i would have been i would have been okay with that um yeah but i mean it's I mean, one of those things where bad. he's, he's got a pedigree just, yeah. you know and he's got a name and mm-hmm. he's got multiple other roles that maybe he should have been nominated for in the past but um so yeah, I think we're in agreement then if he wins over Brendan Fraser or Colin Farrell, um, like what WTF yeah, mate. No. <laughs> yeah. Um one more side about but, the movie. I yeah. was just um I was left very unsatisfied with not um truly showing the impact that he had. They like make this pledge. Right. And then the one guy's like Oh, I'm gonna stand up for Bill Nye's character, but then he doesn't, mm-hmm. and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, I need to go back. Like they made this; pl- it's supposed to be about like leaving a legacy, and they made this pledge in his honor, and then they didn't yeah. even hold it. So yeah, I, like, oh, I actually okay. <laughs> I actually really liked that part to oh, be okay. honest with you, because I felt it was like real. Yeah, it's was like... kind of depressing. <laughs> Sure. In the moments after someone's death, we can say, oh, they did this and they did that and we'll honor them by doing this and that. And then we don't. Yeah. But I mean, how many, how often does that happen? Like, you know, every day. To me, it didn't seem to fit with the rest because the rest was kind of like cliche and all happy and all that stuff. And then why decide to be real at the end? Yeah. But Mm. is it more motivating to do that than it would be to show everybody like, Mm -hmm. like stood up and had a. Oh, Captain, my Captain, my yeah. moment, you yeah, know? Maybe. So, I don't maybe. know. I'm a little unsatisfied. Yeah. I, I actually, I like that. I applauded that uh, treatment of, like, reality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else to say on Living Bill Nye? Um. This is also, was this also up for adapted screenplay, I believe? Yes, it yes. was. Mm-hmm. Um. So, actually, this was my pick for what, will actually win the screenplay what do you think um i forget what you said i said that women Uh, talking should and will okay before seeing the movie right yes and we have seen women talking yes that'll be on our next episode a different episode um yes Uh, so i am all i'll say is that i am no i would not change my okay. answer yeah um yeah this was my like blind pick as adapted mm-hmm. screenplay um and i honestly think it still has a chance yeah i can see that but after seeing women talking i believe my tune might change so mm-hmm. tune in next week <laughs> or whenever we decide to release it for that discussion true um i still want glass onion to win 
Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's change gears now into our second film of the podcast, which is After Sun. After Sun was directed by Charlotte Wells, who many people are calling out the Academy for not being nominated for director. Or any women. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And After Sun is one of those films that has been on a lot of film critics like best of lists, um, whether you, you know, agree with or disagree with the... uh, I don't want to say pretentious film critics, but, you know, people that lean a little bit more that way and not the populist views. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, this is like one of those those movies. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially about a woman reflecting on uh, a vacation that she had with her father. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the long and the short of it. So your face is saying a ton, but I'm going to just <laughs> no. go ahead and like delay you from saying no, you whatever it first. is what you want to say. You go first. I found this film to be a beautiful and touching view of a longing and a nostalgia for a relationship that can no longer exist. I think that, um, and again, I, I don't think there's much to spoil here, so we'll, we'll discuss it, you know, in full. Um, uh, well, I, I disagree that I think the ending, which we both saw very differently, is a is a spoiler. Okay, fair so. enough. All right, we'll we'll yeah, okay. So I'll talk around yeah, that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, I think this film paints a a loving relationship and a a father who is struggling with numerous things, be they mental health issues, be they um, questioning like fathering, you know, like the parenting techniques or mm-hmm. like what to do as a father and as a man uh, at the same time. Um, I think there is a wonderful innocence on display in this film. And you might even say like a naivete that shows through to um, a time when, you know, like when you're younger, you don't quite fully understand like everything that everybody is dealing with and like the problems that you might have are the biggest thing in the world, but like other people are dealing with other things and you don't pick up on Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think there's a lot of um, really cute moments in this film. There's a a bit of heartbreaking moments in this film and I found it to be worthy of the place on, uh, you know, top lists of films of, of the year. I thought it was a, a wonderful, quiet, small film that had a lot to say and was very um touching in my uh opinion mm-hmm. so go ahead <laughs> just i you know we did discuss this film like after we saw it and i think this film is just a um an example of how films resonate differently with people and i don't think it was a bad movie um it was just one that I couldn't really connect with at all. So I was not feeling like I'm on vacation like with these people. I was just watching. I'm trying to find the um the one critic review that I read. 
um, that summed it up for me. And it was something about like, if you want to see a movie about other people's vacation video or a stranger's. That, that wasn't written. I believe that's what uh, Jeff Kanata said on the slash film cast oh, or on the film cast. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. He said, it's like, if a stranger says, Hey, you want to watch, watch my vacation yes. movies? Yeah. That, um, that there were, there were moments that were beautiful. I do think it was very well directed. And I agree with you that there was a snub for directing. Um, I thought his, um, the acting was, uh, was very good. Um, that, uh, what's his uh, name? Paul. Oh, Paul Mescal. Paul Mescal. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the daughter was as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just think that there were Frankie Corio. Yeah. There were too many things that was like, how can we make this avant-garde and how can we make this like artsy? Let's get some more camera angles of mirrors and reflections and and then let's cut to this weird dream sequence with a bunch of strobe lights that made me like close my eyes half the time that it like at parts for me was just trying too hard like if it had just been a little more raw like you know this moment remembering it i think a lot of what you got out of the movie i did not i afterwards when you said some of the things that you got out of it i was like oh Okay, well, I guess I could see that, but to me, it was not made clear at all. So, um, let that... me get a quick. Can I give a quick uh, spoiler? Well, no, I no. want to talk a little bit in oh, okay. the abstract about that. I found that to be a feature and not a bug. Like, I don't think they needed to fully because the the themes that they're dealing with are so. Um, ethereal that mm -hmm. i think that all matched with that kind of you know what i think the film is about okay and that it made sense and then like some people like it's not it's not terrible to have a film that asks you to do a little bit of work and a little bit of thought yeah but see i thought it was way more i don't like films that i feel like a moron when like oh you didn't get this i'm like no that was not I don't like films that are not accessible. And to I me, don't think it was what inaccessible. You, what you got out of this movie, I would know, like went right over my head. So if you're trying to like make a movie resonating with only a small group of people and that's what you want, like that's fine. But without your explanation of what happened, I and I don't think it was obvious. I don't think it was accessible to figure out. I or maybe it's just because I close my eyes during the strobe light scenes. Well, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, nobody told you to do that. Yeah. Um. I. It, yeah, I lost my train of thought. No, I, I just like think... I just don't know how you came to the conclusion that you did with what was given to me in the film. But to me, it was like there. to me, it was a fan theory, and then it was like, oh, cool, yeah, I could totally see that, but not like what the director was actually trying to get like well a we don't know like we didn't read or or see anything from charlotte wells about you know what they were trying to do but mm -hmm. also again i don't think that that is a problem with film that is left to interpretation mm -hmm. you know like uh inception or whatever right yeah but you that's know? much clearer it's it, is he dreaming is he not that's very clear what you should be thinking. Like, there's two points of views. Mm -hmm. This one, to me, was not clear at all. The final moments. Uh, 
like yeah i mean i ended i disliked the movie a lot more walking out of it and then heard what you said and i was like oh (laughs) okay i guess if you look at it that way but i just get angry that i didn't i don't like feeling like an idiot and like it made me feel like an idiot for not getting that I don't think the movie says that you're an idiot if you don't understand it, though. The movie just presents, like, mm-hmm. what it is, and you get from it what you take from it. Yeah, but then I get a crappy movie. I don't think it was crappy, <laughs> even if you don't even if you don't interpret it the same way that I did and find that. Like, an I still think that the, the, re- the relationship and, like, you know, the depiction of these people at this time in their lives mm-hmm. is still beautiful. Yeah, I, you have to I say only, something. You can't just make that face. Well, at me. no, <laughs> this I'm is a like, podcast. <laughs> I don't think it's beautiful without the interpretation of your ending. Because then, otherwise, it's just someone's vacation. Like, oh, cool, that was fun. Like, right, because the you, importance of the vacation and because the you hate of the slice of life movies. No, but then it's not the. If it didn't end the way that you think it ended, mm-hmm. and they still have a relationship today. It's just a movie about a vacation they went on. And there's not a strong importance on the relationship. It's just a, okay, yeah, he sort of struggled with fatherhood, but they're okay today. So it's not as important as it is with your ending. Okay, but not every, like, it doesn't have to be the most important thing. Like, it can just be a depiction of events that happen yeah but it doesn't the significance is not there but it's just a cute film about a vacation okay but you can depict a relationship and that be enough to be like a full like film yeah it's a film it's just a mediocre one i don't i disagree (laughs) that it's like you're saying that like just because nothing happens in it like there's no big point like then the movie is bad no I'm not, it's not that it's not a big point. It's just a, it's just a lighthearted movie about a daughter and her dad on vacation. Right. And it's cute. Okay. Cool. But even. But it's nothing significant. Okay. It's nothing Oscar worthy. It's nothing. It's just, it's pretty and it was nice. All right. Let's Mm. stop talking around it then and go Mm. ahead and put your spoiler. Oh, Pew, 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 pew. I don't think that was it. <laughs> yes, it is. Dun, dun, dun. That's my spoiler <laughs> that, That's even further away. But okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. So what do you like? All right. So mm-hmm. this is what I feel. And like, don't, I mean, you could probably still listen to this if you haven't seen the film. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see the film and not like go into it, knowing my interpretation of it, do not listen any further. <laughs> my interpretation of the film is that Sophie is looking back, watching this video, mm-hmm. because it, it is established that there is a, that older Sophie is watching. Past Sophie. Yes, yeah. past Sophie through these videotapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's watching this in my interpretation. She is now with her partner. She has a child mm-hmm. and she is watching this. And remembering this vacation that her father and her took that shortly after, or at some point after, but to me, shortly after this vacation, her father committed suicide. And she's looking back on this time 
and seeing, you know, the the problems that he was going through. As an adult now, she can look back and see mm-hmm. that there were warning signs there that mm-hmm. she didn't see as a child. And how this, you know, vacation was a, an awesome time for her at the time, but also now is this kind of source of, um, you know, pain, considering mm-hmm. that it was, in my estimation again, the last time she saw her father mm-hmm. alive. You know, so this is her looking back and her being a mother now and a parent and looking back and like just coming to grips with the with everything that happened on this vacation where her father was obviously in pain, Mm -hmm. but she couldn't see it and she can no longer um, like she can't go back and save him. And to me, well, she, she had to. She was no, 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 child. but yeah, but right. But mm-hmm. as an adult, she can't go back and like repair that relationship or like change that relationship at mm-hmm. all. So there are, are times throughout the film where you see older Sophie in a like dance club, and there's like a strobe effect and music and everything like that. And mm-hmm. her father um, is in this club and he is dancing, and there's a you know, a motif throughout the film of dancing and of music to a a certain extent where he's like embarrassing her by dancing and things like that. And like these moments of, of times where, you know, he may have been embarrassing as a, to her as a child is now all she would want to see from him as an adult, Mm -hmm. right? Because he's like free in those moments and he is alive and like, might even go as far as to say he was happy in these moments and that's why at the end of the film when she's chasing him through this club Mm -hmm. which i feel like is like the afterlife or a dream or whatever you want to call it then she finds him and she tries to get him to stop dancing but this time not because she's embarrassed by it but Mm -hmm. because she wants to embrace him Mm -hmm. like literally and metaphorically embrace who he is, what he was going through, mm-hmm. and also, you know, hug him one last time. And they do so at the end of the film. And that, to me, was what really got to me. Like, mm-hmm. that depiction of, of that moment was incredibly moving to me. Yeah. So go ahead and say, like, no, what, why, you're completely wrong. No, what you described is a beautiful film. Right. I don't disagree <laughs> with you on that at all. It's great. I just don't maybe i'm just angry at myself that i did not get that and i did not like to me there is not enough to grab onto to be like oh that's the last time she saw her dad or oh he committed suicide like to me the the angry dance scene was like he she's just mad at him for some reason and they did something to get in a fight Mm -hmm. or like so now she doesn't talk to him anymore and like it just to me it like your explanation of it so astutely said and beautiful just makes me more angry that i didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) so i I think think... i think it's just i'm i mean i consider myself to be a pretty you know good movie viewer and i'm like usually get things that other people don't and i just like i didn't get that at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think there are i was able to get that same understanding that you did while i was watching it i would be talking about how this was a great film there are multiple times during the film i think where 
where Wells sets up either the camera angle, the action, or the kind of aesthetic of the scene to almost, I don't want to say like tease, because that sounds like um, gross, but to kind of um, foreshadow that's the mm-hmm. that's the literary way to there say tease. Yes. Um, <laughs> foreshadow his taking of his own life. There are times where he's doing like tai chi, like on the balcony, and yeah. like he's shot in a way that you feel like he's just going to fall out of frame. And you know, I thought kill see, I saw that more as just metaphorical, like he's on the edge. I mean, not, yeah, that like, works too. Not the but... literal edge. Of, right, you know, but like, yeah. either way, he's you know on he's the edge. I mean, it. I agree that it's you see him in a. Like, yeah, he has a depression. He has like yeah that. I don't think that was hard to see. Mm-hmm. He's struggling with young fatherhood, and he's struggling yeah. with finding himself, and he's mm-hmm. you know probably has depression. And, right, absolutely. But but there's that. And, there's you know he literally walks out into the ocean mm-hmm. with nobody around. Which is at, very confusing in the dead of night. Oh. Um. You know, and there's like, I think one or two other ones where it's like, is this going to be the moment where he killed himself on this vacation? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, there was a tension building there throughout that film that he, then led me to that interpretation. Yeah, but, but he didn't. Like, there's nothing that says that he did. And There is that shot and later. Like, no, yeah, of, you say that there was like a note and... Then I yes. just get angry because it wasn't on screen long enough for me to okay, actually well that, read it. Okay, <laughs> well, that I will give you, that is a flaw of the film. If you couldn't read it, Like, that's if it fine. was so important, if that note right. was going to tell me that he, like, killed himself, yeah. it was on the screen for a very small amount of time. So leave it up there. Let me zoom in on it. Because if you blinked, you would have missed it completely. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I just think... Again, it's my interpretation. I don't know. I haven't read anything that Charlotte Wells has intended with the film, but I believe that it was, even if that's not what she intended, I believe mm-hmm. that the film is is beautiful and is incredible, yeah. honestly. I, I thought it was, was excellent. Um, let's talk about something a little less up for interpretation which is mm-hmm. the performance of paul mescal yeah so um again nominated for best actor um does mm-hmm. viewing this performance change your your thoughts on this category yeah. it doesn't change who i want to win it doesn't change who i think will win mm-hmm. no um it does change my like if i'm like ranking the five right it definitely does yeah i mean for because I'm, I'm pretty sure I said should win is Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. but who's going to win is Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we were flipped on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like I might even put Paul Mescal above Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Honestly. I, but, but not above Colin Farrell for me. Right. So I, for me, it's like Colin Farrell, then Paul Mescal, then Brendan Fraser. I agree with that because I think... Um, Colin Farrell, I mean, we went on at length about <laughs> yeah. his performance, but he he has a little bit more range um, in his performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you nailed it for me. Like, my power rankings are now um, Colin Farrell and Paul Mescal, yeah. one and two. And He's not going to win, though. No, he absolutely <laughs> no won't win. There's no way he's going to win. There's, there's <laughs> zero chance. Austin Butler would win before he would win. Agreed. Um, which is a travesty. Yeah, he shouldn't even like, be on this list. Yeah, he could sing real well like know, Elvis. Maybe if but... he were from, like, 
lived in the 60s. Yeah, but that's the problem. All the Oscar voters lived in the 60s. Yeah, maybe, and, maybe he is a really good Elvis impersonator. I don't know. Yeah, which is fine, but there's 200 of them in Vegas and right. half of them skydive. So, <laughs> yeah. like, where's and their award? wedding ceremonies. Right, where's their award? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, I I think we're in agreement there. Does not change for me the full, um, you know, who I think will win or who mm-hmm. I think uh, won't win. But, like, if he were to win in some weird, random occurrence mm-hmm. of the event, I would, like, stand up and cheer. Yeah, because no, I would, I would definitely be okay with him it is with a, his winning. It is a wonderful performance. But I still don't think he's better than Colin Farrell. I agree, yeah. And um, I oh, thought... it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to compare movies, like, that are so different. Like yeah. that. Um, I thought Frankie Corio was was really good as well. Sophie, the young oh, the girl, oh, younger yeah, Sophie. She, was, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she would, you know, make the list I mean, young over kid, anybody else. Kids but... rarely get nominations. Right, yeah. Um yeah, I mean looking at uh well, I mean I, we haven't watched Blonde or To Leslie, but yeah, apparently To Leslie is nothing to watch. Yeah, anyway. Anna Anna Darmus, I feel like could be bumped off the list, and we all know how I feel about Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. So, the less said about yeah. that. Oh, um, <laughs> excuse me. I just realized we didn't do rankings for either movie. So we didn't rate either yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, you right, always rate. say rankings. Yeah, I know. And it's it's not, a rate. It's rate. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's I'm go. Ranking back. it on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> not exactly, but sure. Uh, let's go to Living first. Living. Ooh, what did yeah. you give Living? Um, stuck between two numbers. Okay. I think I'm gonna no halfsies. Go. I know. Some of our viewers get angry about that. And yeah, not viewers. Oh, yeah, listeners. Um, I'm going to go with a seven. Seven? Yes. Okay. I went with an eight. <sighs> I was able to I, I'm like... Yeah, it, it really... Like, it started as about a five <laughs> and, like, really built. And I, was, I think... Coming into the podcast, I was at eight. But then, yeah. as we were talking about it and some of the points that you brought up... Yeah. I'm like... I think... Kind of going back to a seven. Honestly, it was... It, I think it might just be an eight for me because I found it to be a tad bit Sorkinian. Uh, if I may, oh, okay. Um, just that kind of. There wasn't enough walking. <laughs> no, not nearly setting. enough. Well, Bill Nye is pretty old. The walk and talk, you oh, know, okay. like it's. Although there's there's a lot of walking and talking on the streets of London. True, and, true. Um, yeah, no, but I, I feel not like enough the references themes, to London Wall. <laughs> no, and not enough swelling of way yeah. like uh, on the nose kind of orchestral stings. Yeah. But I, I could um, see, I could see your point though. But it, it really kind of got me into a mood where it's like, oh man, I really want to watch like a few Good Men again and like uh, um, West Wing. Yeah, and Newsroom. Oh, okay. Um, Newsroom's just more digestible because West Wing's four twenty-three well, yeah, yeah, episode yeah. Yeah. seasons. Um, but yeah, okay. Uh, all right. So after Sun, here's the big one. <laughs> okay, so with the I'm between two numbers the on this one. Monica watching it. Yes. <laughs> afterwards. Yes. Six out of ten. With Sean's beautiful interpretation of what I should have gotten, uh, an eight out of ten. So wait, what's your rating? Eight. Eight. I mean, like that's ultimately now what I think of the movie. Looking back on it. Okay. So I give it an eight. Okay, interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm there still w- angry about it. It's, uh, an, it's an eight with an angry emoji after once, it. Uh, once on this podcast, a certain uh, host said that somebody else's interpretation of a film shouldn't affect your uh, final ranking of it. I said that. Yes. 
when I came down on Coda for um, oh. what I had heard in other mm. reviews and listened to other people say about it. But mm, mm, open what? foot, insert what mouth. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we? What are we? Final answer. Uh, but I disagreed with that person. That's why. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> well, so did the academy yeah. actually. So yeah. Um, with so you're sticking with an eight? An eight, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm between a nine and a ten, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote nine in my spreadsheet. <laughs> like you. <laughs> um, but the more I think about it, like the more it really just kind of hits me, and I think about like pieces of the film mm-hmm. every once in a while. They just kind kind of come to me, and the the moment with you know at the end when they're they're embracing and you know in the the dance club or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just like it's going to be one of the most memorable pieces of a film for me that i Mm -hmm. saw this this year um so yeah i think i have to go with a 10 for after sun yeah just just did not affect us in the same way no it didn't but that's beautiful ending that's the beauty of movies you're right right yeah kind of i guess i don't know um sometimes it's nice when everybody understands like what you like yeah you know yeah yeah um but yeah so there you have it there our so-called best actor special yes um (laughs) uh basically tldr nothing really changed uh living is great tldr too long didn't read oh oh Wow. I don't know. Not, not wow, Miss Mancini. Sorry. You. I don't even think my students know what that means. I'm sure they do. Uh, I will ask them. Ask them on Tuesday. Okay. Um. Anyway. TLDR. Nothing changed. Living pretty good. After sun, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Ultimately, maybe beautiful? Yes. As long as you have Sean explain it to you. Uh, I feel like we just went through the dig argument all over again. No, let's not go there. Oh, that film is beautiful. I don't care what you say. It's okay. That film rules. Um, Ray Fiennes, I guess, just has become one of my one of my favorite actors, or at least in films I think are completely underappreciated. Yeah. With uh, the dig and the, dig. the menu. Let's not go there. Um, all right you can listen to that uh on our feed <laughs> yes. though on you can, spotify you can listen to monica getting angry at John. apple podcast google podcast beyond pod no <laughs> that one doesn't exist anymore i don't think or at least it doesn't for me uh wherever you get your podcast check That's us out are. you're listening to us somehow i'm <laughs> sure you found it um <laughs> you can check out our instagram at married movies podcast on instagram and email us at married movies podcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts feelings questions concerns rants or <laughs> or you need uh, Sean to explain a movie to you yeah sure um guys rosebud is the sled <gasps> spoilers yeah Oh, boy. Uh, I can't explain that one to you, (laughs) to be honest. Um, But, yeah, hit us up. Uh, Let us know what you thought if you saw either of these two and who you think is going to win the Oscar. Uh, Do you care? (laughs) Do you care more about that than the Super Bowl, which, to peel back the curtain, is happening right now. The Eagles are currently winning. Yeah, what's the score? Because I have... uh, Uh, 14 to 7. Ah! um, 
uh, the first quarter ended 7-7. Oh, bummer. So okay. No I did not you. win any money <laughs> yet. Yes. There's three more tries. Yes. All right. So we will see you next week or for our next installment in which we will discuss women talking. Yes. We will be a couple talking about women talking. Uh-huh. And a film that you can find on Hulu uh, called Not Okay. So, uh, was it okay? I don't know. You gotta listen to find out. Whoa, look at that tease. We're professionals. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> That'll do it for this installment of Married at, at the, the Movies. Movies. Welcome to Married at the Movies, the podcast where a married film discusses their sometimes very different f- married. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. You didn't keep it. Stop. We're not like, going back. We're not know. going back. <laughs> we're a married couple. Mm. Discuss their often very different films. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>